Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Food News and Choose Radio, sponsored by Sullivan University, online at sullivan.edu. Speaking of Sullivan, we're going to have uh, Derek Cardian from Sullivan. He is a great guy, too. He is. You can just imagine him visiting high schools. He's their chef recruit, uh, or yeah. chef representative. And he, and he who, presides over the Chef Shadows, mm-hmm. That's uh, right. which are fantastic events. And Norma's going to be covering those for us on uh, February 11th. I thought it was the 11th. But uh, that and April 14th. Cool. I think it's just a cool, neat program. Cool, cool. I mean, it, it. Well, one, it's it's hope for our industry, you know, because I love seeing all the the mm. new guys come through. But just also, it's just neat <coughs> to learn about because I don't, I didn't have that kind of going into yeah. culinary school. Um, in fact, you know, there, it was far away where I went, so yeah. I just showed up and you know got to see it for an hour or two, and then next time I was there, I was a student. You know what I mean? Yeah. Johnson so and Wales, right? I did Johnson and, and Wales. And that was at that time in. So, um, yeah, their their Just primary campus was in Rhode Island, and I had family there. Yeah, I know you do. But I, there, you, you know, there we kind of stay at the Vanderbilt Mansion, Charleston or, or Rhode Island. So that was the one, one I got accepted go to. to? Hmm. I got accepted to the Rhode Island campus. Yeah, and I was like all excited about it, and then I realized, oh my god, because this was right when Emerald came right. on the scene, and Emerald was like their most famous. So what happened? You didn't go. It was so expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. It cost yeah. at that time. Well, it cost I, as much as Harvard to yeah, go to. Yeah, that's right. That's what. Some it of was them still insane. Do. Which is so, what makes Sullivan, I mean, right yeah. here in our area, how lucky we are to have a top 10 culinary school. Yeah, no, it's Ivy League, you know. I really, when I, if you're, as a chef looking at the industry, you've got Sullivan, you got Johnson & Wales, you have CIA. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones we... But has Johnson & Wales consolidated since they left? So they left... Uh, uh, Charleston, but they moved. They built the campus in Charlotte, and it was it was taxes oh, okay. and city, you okay. know, incentive that that got them to yeah. move. Charleston certainly was a uh, breeding ground for chefs. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. And chef, you've talked about this before. Um, the way the industry is changing, yeah. And we'll talk with Derek some about that because at one time you didn't have high schools that were like even interested in this you know you had as you have pointed out home ec and industrial arts yeah and now we're into culinary so you know but what are the opportunities for young people um well coming out of culinary school i mean i know people that have taken the paths of working for for large food conglomerates as Mm in you know they're all these big companies like U.S. Foods and Cisco, you know, let's say I want to order a non-flatbread, right? Because yeah. I don't really have the time to make it, but I want an artisanal non-flatbread. That big company is typically purchasing it from some small bakery that's scaled up. As in, oh. you know, you really are mm-hmm. making homemade stuff, but you're selling it to a broadliner to give to chefs and restaurants like Very me. similar to what Trader Joe's does. Exactly Very, what Trader yeah. Joe's does. And, and do you th- I mean, Trader Joe's doesn't have their own two-buck chuck wine factory. Right. Or their own They don't hummus. make their own beer cheese. They don't they make their own hummus. They're right. buying it from somebody else. You mean else. Uh, they get it from these suppliers, these like little shops. Smaller. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you one off the air that uh, actually locally that was going to do that and refuse because it's as i understand it the deals are very they're very you know they're tough they're you know razor thin margins like anything in the food industry yeah and but they they find places that are really good at making like you said hummus Mm -hmm. and they say we want to buy your hummus we're going to put our name on it 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then, you know, and then it's like that with, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, what is it? Costco does that with bourbon. They right. buy bourbon. They put, and put their, their label on it. On it. Yeah. Right. yeah. But, you know, so you could do that. You could be in the kitchen grinding it out as a chef or you could be a supply chain mm-hmm. purchaser for a corporation. Talk to a lot of those guys. Uh, and yeah. you know what you do? You All right. Say you, you run Chipotle. You buy the chicken for Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Not one store. You buy the chicken. <coughs> so. Yeah. And that was a tough job for the past three years. A lot of people got fired. It wasn't their fault. Yeah. Because there wasn't right. chicken. And there, there wasn't was, you chicken. Know, yeah. Well, speaking of no chickens, how about eggs? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what? Okay, so yeah. egg prices have gone up 300%. Yeah, how does that impact? <laughs> how? It's how, been terrible. How does that impact on... Because eggs go in just about everything. everything. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing... But I'm crying. And I'm laughing because it's just now that the retail market has been feeling this because mm-hmm. retail gets priority over wholesale. You know, we've got to feed our population. So wholesale pricing has been way up for a while. Mm-hmm. So we're talking what used to be 40, 50 bucks for 15 dozen is now 100. You know, right now it's down to 75. So I, I, I everybody in the really? grocery store is saying, ouch but i'm going wow this is better well so i haven't checked can you find them i mean eight, they're in some locales can. they can't find eggs an 18 pack of eggs which is normally what we buy three years ago two years ago it was a dollar 89 and now it's almost six dollars whoa yeah so it's been like that off and on for for a while with all the bird flus or whatever was going on pandemic related mm-hmm. or supply chain eggs are crazy oil butter cream dairy your staples and you know when when you run a restaurant like ours sylvia we don't buy products we buy staples and that's really well you know that brings back to the conversation about culinary education yes and hospitality it's a broad spectrum of duties i mean you got to worry about supply chain issues now maybe that's even kind of new to the world but maybe it is new we i mean i used to be able to order food that will be on our doorstep at, a, at Azure up mm. until 11 p.m. the night before. And now you have to plan ahead a whole bunch. Well, if you want fish, you're you're way ahead, yes. but uh, And then also, let's say you wanted a delivery midday. You could get a second run. So now right. you're down to one drop a week, sometimes one yeah. drop a day, and then other things are just non-existent. So, so you, you, you have to... You have to know how to navigate this stuff, and and it really takes some education and culinary school to really know how to do this. Because this is a very complicated industry that isn't just about standing in front of a stove creating beautiful creations, right? No. If I didn't have utter just superior knowledge of product utilization and what was out there— um, we we wouldn't be able to stay open because I was you know as a chef you're trained mm-hmm. to know the ingredients and also know the substitutions and what sure. works you know sure, sure, sure. if we don't if we can't get you know short rib can we do a chuck roast not call it short rib but can we yeah. give a similar dish yeah know? okay well let me tell you something if you run out of stuff I'll tell you what you can put in stuff stuff that's not supposed to be in stuff right. but's in stuff that's pudding. always in stuff pudding pudding right <laughs> yeah that powdered pudding right I'm a Jones. fan. You told me to do that. I did. With chocolate chip cookies. Why I wanted not, chewy right? cookies. And they're good. And you said put in this pudding. <laughs> right. Because, you know, we've had cookie conversations on this show numerous times because everybody's like, why are my cookies too thin and crispy? Or why are my cookies yeah. too fat and cakey? <laughs> and I, I think we're at the point where um, 
I, I think we're just tired of explaining it. So the, the way to get it is just just get some pudding mix and add it to your your cookie yeah, dough, well, and you're gonna have a nice chewy very cookie, versatile. very moist. Yeah. Very pudding or versatile. gelatin? Pudding. Like actual like chocolate pudding? Yeah, vanilla. Yeah. Really? Vanilla yeah. in the cookies. Yeah, it'll give you a nice texture. So and it's if, powder. If, it's it's powder that you would put in, and to make pudding, you would put. So in my milk mom used to do that with yeah. cakes. It makes it almost brownie-ish. My mom used to do that with her cake. She would put uh, dry pudding in her cake mix when really? she made a cake. Sure, sure, sure. So sure, it makes sure. it super okay. moist. Yeah. Right? So same thing. So if you're doing, let's just say you're doing this, you have a, a favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe, and you're going to do this. Do you take out something, or can you just add it without having to make any? I, if you have one that works for you, then don't. Well, I, you want to make I, would, pudding. <laughs> I would substitute when you told me, and I don't know if you told me this or not, but yeah. I substituted yeah. some of the flour for the okay. pudding. Right. And that, and it, you can keep it forever, and you don't use that much. Correct. And, uh, which is maybe a little like Velveeta, maybe don't. <laughs> well, are there any other hacks like Less that? Because yeah, other things that go in stuff. Well, for instance, you my, know, I, I mean, using well, a pudding mix isn't beyond a professional chef's realm. I mean, I've also I'm, I use a box cake mix sometimes. Sure. Um, to accent things. I, I don't really. I don't prove anything to myself or you, the customer, by getting three bowls of flour, sugar, and and a leavener together and mixing that together. I don't. Does that hurt your feelings that I don't no. take that no. step? Yeah. No. So if you're cooking, I've always heard things like you can add mayonnaise to cake mix to make it give it a uh-huh. moister cake. I've you know? heard that too. Totally, dude. Mayonnaise chocolate mayonnaise. cake's the bomb. So what, you can so, even make the icing too. Yeah. Really? A little bit. Yeah. So what other things can you put like if yeah. if you're trying to up your it, cooking game? Little it, things you can cheat with. I like cheats. I mean, the, you're. I guess what we're talking about, not we're talking about cheats, not like World War Two era. Right. Maybe something like a pinto bean cake or Velveeta fudge. Velveeta fudge. I've had black uh, bean fudge, which is not. I mean, other yeah. hacks like that. I mean, the cake mix cobbler is the one I use all the time. And if you just cake want a quick cobbler, yeah. guys, at home, <laughs> you get your frozen berries, you get your fresh berries. I don't care. Whatever you have access to, whatever you can afford, whatever you like, whatever flavors yeah. you want. Yeah. Just pour them in a pot pan. I'm sorry, baking dish sugar them i like a lot mm-hmm. yeah i like brown sugar too i yeah. just i like the way that kind of cooks up well, sprinkle dry cake mix all over the top one box melt one stick of butter and pour it on top okay. put it in the oven and bake it for 30 minutes and you're and done i love recipes like that yeah. i love unbelievable it. so well, I, see that's the part of being a chef is knowing how all that works right. because i don't know how it works i like right, and you know it took me 20 years to go yeah. wait a minute Maybe I should just use this instead of you know. But yeah. honestly, we do all of them. It's yeah. not like we don't, you know, mix together stuff. It just depends on the well, day what we're trying to make. Too. We're having fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes fun fetty cobbler topping from Dunkin' Hines is a blast. Sounds or, or Coca-Cola you got a kids? cake. Why not? Another Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola cake. And it's not just with baking. I, I like cheats. I like things. I, I like things that make my food better faster. For instance, what are you looking for? Okay, for instance, I'll, I'll tell you two that I learned is if you cook a chicken breast or you cook a steak and. You're, you know, maybe you're not buying the most expensive Wagyu beef, but you want it to taste good. So season it with bouillon, not with salt. Mm-hmm. Season your steaks with beef bouillon. 
And you could buy it powdered or you can get the little, you know, yeah, the brick cute. and okay. just break it. I see what you're saying. Same thing with chicken. Mm-hmm. You can season a chicken breast with chicken bouillon and make it taste more chickeny. Because let's be honest, chicken breast doesn't have a whole lot of flavor. Right. It's a little cheat to make it taste like it was slow roasted all day, mm-hmm. but you made yeah, it in 15 minutes sure, after work. Sure, no, he's right about spices. that. You know, the, the the powder works good. The the bouillon, like the paste, the base yeah. that you can mm-hmm. get. Soup base. That's a really good idea for marinating meats, guys. It's really just like you're adding mm-hmm. you know chicken squared you yeah. know what i mean to the but yeah that i think that's what you find a lot of that bouillon stuff mm-hmm. in the spice rubs on the rotisserie chickens yeah. out there that chicken bouillon powder is in a lot of products that it's are on your shelf MSG. that you use mm-hmm. to season your food yeah. including bugs right including bugs soy sauce is one of those things too you can put soy sauce in just about anything to deepen the flavor yeah I, I love using soy sauce yeah, in I place of salt. I There's probably no reason not to use a touch of soy in your marinades. I yeah. mean, it's an all, yeah. oh, and it says it right on the marinade. jar, all purpose seasoning. Yeah. It's not just for Asian cuisine or just for rice. There's the, there's the times when you're eating and so. you go, this is really good. It has a, f- I don't know what that is. And it's, chances are, it's a little MSG or a little soy. Ah, MSG. MSG makes oh. everything taste more like itself. That went through a kind of a controversial period. It, 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 but you go to the Asian market and I you get a little bit. I cleared it now. It's like, have they? Yeah. yeah, it's innocent now. Oh. Do, you, do you ever cook with MSG? I have a little jar at home, but I yeah. don't use it. Um, I need to because it's good. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> is it? What's it, what's it flavor? It just makes everything you put it on taste better. It's just really? an enhancer, it like salt. You know what I mean? Like yeah. salt brings it out. MSG does that in, in a way, too, that highlights the or activates the. Uh, the taste buds, man. It's it's That's good interesting. Stuff. But interesting. yeah, monosodium. I mean, it had a bad rap for cholesterol and oh, is that what it was? Things back in the 60s, 70s, yeah. 80s. But I think it's been it's it's Falsite, out of jail uh, now. Sulfite, uh, sulfites too. Sulfites. Yeah, well, a lot of people thought bars. that yeah. back in the day they would get heartburn from eating Chinese food, and they always swore and we said it was, it was MSG. MSG. And it turns out that was just an old wives' tale. It doesn't really, I mean, in rare instances, you can be allergic to it. Like, you can be allergic to anything. Sure, sure. But for the most part, people were just well, overeating. In, and in the same it. era, sulfites were, and I don't know where that ended up, but I know people would blame that on getting sick after eating at a salad mm-hmm. bar. So, as I understand it, the, glu- uh, the monosodium glutamate, the, glu- the glutamates are just protein strands. And they're just, they're synthesized, you know, they're in soy sure. sauce and they're in a thousand other things. They just happen to be concentrated in MSG. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're inspiring right. a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> now we got about so, two minutes before <laughs> we talk to uh, Derek Cardi of yeah. Sullivan University. Brasabana. Brasabana. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, um, I got a good dinner for you guys to sign up for if you're looking for. Well, I guess we call it the Feast of Sunlight in the first quarter, oh, the yes, dark, we gloomy need that January. In January. Right? So we're doing January thirty first, right? Yes, we we did it last year. We're doing it again this year. You're probably going to see it again next year, but don't wait a year. So we got Brasabana, our old Cuban restaurant. We're featuring their food at Azur Restaurant. This menu is $55 a person, but it's a fun event, so check out all the you get. The menu looks wonderful. Right. You're going to start at the table. It's going to be shared because, you know, Latin food, tapas, sharing. and We're going to do empanadas, paparillenas, island chips, Cuban guacamole, pico de gallo, and shrimp ceviche on Yum. a platter for every table. Yum. You guys get to sit and mingle and sip on mojitos, Much. caprinas, and mezcalritas while we mm. prepare your first course, which has actually been cooking for a long time. It's Puerto Brasabana, where we take a... Mm. 
take a basically pork butt and we marinate in sour oranges and lime juice and tons of garlic and cumin for about a day and then we slowly roast that until it's just shredding apart i love that the grease is just mm-hmm. seeping mm-hmm. out and then we, we we take it it's all shredded in in and moist, but we put it on the flat top, the plancha, yeah. and it sears hard, like yeah. a crispy, crusty, Ugh. hash brown cake of meat, kind Yummy. of, right? I said that all the time. And we just pour Brazil. lime and lemon juice on it and sear it up with peppers and onions, and it's shredded. And we're going to put that with a little bit of sweet potato and ancho chili queso. Uh, so that's your first course. One of our most, actually the most popular dish at Brasabana was that one. Yeah, that was my go-to. Our second most popular dish is the classic Gropa Vieja. And I'm just not going to do a Cuban dinner without making that. So old clothes, we talked to old San Juan about this one. But come and try ours. We're taking a whole mess of skirt steak and putting in a cauldron and just boiling it Mm -hmm. for a day until it shreds up like old clothes, those, you know, fine shreds of meat that are still moist, you know, and good. But it kind of looks like shredded hay. Uh, to that, we'll add caramelized onions and peppers. I usually add um, you know, a few little secrets in there, but it's a tomato-based sauce, and it simmers down for five or six hours, and that's going to be over just beautiful saffron rice, Cuban black beans, ripe plantains, your quintessential classic Cuban meal. Yeah. The one that's going to hit home, yeah. if you know what I mean. And then what would be, you know, would be proper? We're going to do... Trace Leche's cake. Yeah, gotta have it. Gotta That's have my it. Favorite dessert. So. I love that. That's my I favorite dessert. That. So we got cocktail specials tonight, mojitos, mm. caprinas, all the thing. Great Cuban food. It's January 31st, so it's right around the corner, guys. Tuesday, January 31st at 7 p.m. Just before the groundhog comes out. Right. The us. last day of the month. Yeah. Just a little bit of yeah. sunlight for the last day. Yeah, Get your it. reservations, 859-296-1007. We are securing this one, so buy a ticket, guys. Call. God, back in a good. moment. Sounds when we come back, we're going to talk to Derek Carty of Solving University. And they are our partner. They uh, are. At Food News and Shoes. That's right. And we're going to find yeah. out how if you or someone you know wants to get into the into the culinary field, how to do it. Back in a moment. Food News and Shoes Radio. Everybody, welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes Radio brought to you by our friends at Sullivan University. And speaking of Sullivan University, uh, someone we've had on the show before who does something that I am I'm so jealous of because when I was in high school, this didn't exist, is recruitment for culinary programs at Sullivan. Love His it. name is Derek Cardi, and he gets to go around and tell kids and cook for kids, and I say kids, but young adults really, mm-hmm. and tell them about the world of culinary possibilities. That's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. And you got one coming up. Uh huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, February 10th. So you're like a general war hero to me right now. You know, like <laughs> I'm on the, going I'm on out the front there, lines. <laughs> the one on the front lines rounding up the new and troops. That's a, um, yeah. And that's a Friday, right? Uh, okay. It is a Friday. Yeah. I think they are always on Fridays just yeah, because there's plus like Friday. an April 14th one as well. April 14th. Yep. That's yeah. the next one. Yeah. So, um, Chef Shadow, we've talked about it quite a quite a bit on this show. <coughs> yeah. we've, we've well, Norma's done quite a bit of work with it. She does a great job uh, interfacing with all of that and working with Derek on Chef Shadow and Chef Shadows. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've had kids go to it. We actually have one kid, um, I say kid, he's a young man, 
uh, working at Azure in high school, which is something that happened during the, the pandemic. I was looking for just a part-time thing, and I usually never reached out to a high school student, but if a kid that age reaches out and say, hey, I really want to be a mm-hmm. chef and writes mm-hmm. a page-long letter, you're going to give them a chance, Dude, right? That's, yeah, I remember when I was in high school going around to restaurants, literally knocking on doors and saying, hey, I'll work here for free if you'll teach me. Right. Not knowing <laughs> that that was the way a lot of people did. Someone wrote you a letter? Yeah, he wrote a letter that's wanting so, wow. to, to, to come in and learn. So, I mean, I think that's the kind of kid you're looking for, Absolutely. right, Eric? That's what yeah. Sullivan Gung-ho. wants. And, and what, what year is, is, is he in? He's in a junior school. in high school. And he's you, only allowed to work so many days a week and uh-huh. such. But to get yeah. his hands wet in the industry, he's just absorbing it. You know, I guess my question was to, to, to people out there, if... If you know a, a young man or a woman interested in culinary arts, this is the show to listen and, to. And do they do have it. to be seniors? They do so. not have to be a senior, no. Uh, as far as I know, there's not much of a age cutoff. Uh-huh. Like I, we would take a freshman. It's never too early to plant the seed. So what's it like? Cause yeah, when I, it. yeah, when I was younger, we, we didn't have culinary programs in school. And you were just saying off the air that pretty much all but one high school in Lexington has a culinary arts program. Yeah, to my knowledge, uh, every everybody but Frederick Douglass has one. Uh, I meet some of those guys at uh, like college fairs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll set up a booth and they'll come. So I have, I've met some Frederick Douglass. See, students. I didn't realize that was going on. Uh, I think over the past... 10 or 15 years I've worked with Southside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who has kind of a technical program. Right. But seeing them tomorrow. You're seeing them tomorrow <laughs> and it was fantastic too. I mean it was a, a working kitchen. Those guys cooked yeah. me dinner one night you know for, right. for um, but um, that, that being said you know Derek like when did these high schools start bringing in fully operating kitchens and starting to teach culinary because back when I was in high school yeah. I think they had the last reminiscence of what we called home economics mm-hmm. yeah. yeah right and maybe the, did they evolve <laughs> industrial it into arts for the boys and home economics yeah. for exactly the girls. it yeah. really just I think it just happened in the last like 10-15 years it's still like transitioning a lot of times I get to a high school and there's people in there measuring. They're like, we don't have a commercial kitchen yet, but we're going to get one. Like, they're working on it right they're now. Working. So there's wow. still some of those, like, partitioned four or five small residential kitchens, like with a, you know, residential stove and stuff. But then sometimes you get in there and there's, like, a full gas range. And yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Steamers and how all did those you, jams and everything. How did you get such a neat job? Uh, so Where'd you come from? <laughs> yeah, well, why? Yeah. What, <laughs> what, what attracted them to you? What you need to know about Sullivan is after you graduate, they have lifelong oh, okay. career services. And so they will call you. I didn't even know So you graduated in culinary. I did. I went to Sullivan about 10 years into my oh. career. So about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And you were a chef. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And where did Still you chef? Is. Here in the Everywhere. Area? So I, I did spend about six years in Philadelphia. So some restaurants up there. Good stuff up there, man. Yeah. Oh, Garcet, absolutely. I did uh, do George a Steven Star restaurant and um, had my own place and just all, all kinds of stuff. And then I had a place on Short Street for a for a beat uh, where Jonathan is now. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, I was at that spot. Um, cooked for Scotty Pippen. A nice. couple of times. He ah. came in a couple of times. He was trying to invest in that restaurant, so oh, so he came in a couple of times. But do that you was like the coolest? Person. Do you like this because it's different from being? Oh, a chef. I love this. This is probably my favorite job in the industry I've had. I I find like meeting students really rewarding. Yeah, and I get to talk about food and get them while they're bright eyed and bushy tailed. So this is an important conversation, I think, to, yeah. to talk about. Sylvia is you know I've 
we talk to restaurants and chefs a lot and de- people in food service myself but you know entering in the culinary industry does not mean you're locked into working in a restaurant Mm-hmm. I mean, this field absolutely. is absolutely is exploding fast. in so many different and venues right. and ways. It doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. the days of having, I guess the normal path would have been graduate top year, whatever at culinary school, go to the top restaurant, go right. to the next three top restaurants for 10 mm-hmm. years until you're worn out. Yep. And yep. then, yep. and then grow it if you can make it in your own place yep. once you build mm-hmm. your reputation. But you don't have to do that anymore. There, there's, there's at facets. I mean, what the amount of ghost kitchens I've seen open in this oh, year yeah. alone yeah. that just do catering, delivery, they service yeah. wholesale suppliers. Mm-hmm. You know, the the everyday grind of the restaurant does not have to be a path for a chef. Mm-hmm. You can still cook. Private mm-hmm. chefing. Uh, oh, done yeah. That. And, and that's a whole different animal, it's right? It's hard, too, though. Yeah, yeah. It is hard. I mean, uh, so I spent five years as the chef at a sorority in UK. Yep. So Whoa, what a job. <laughs> we'd love a, to hear the we'd love to hear the stories about that one. Uh, would you? <laughs> I don't know if you would. <laughs> um, but uh, all, there's a consultation. You can consult for big brands that yeah, want sure. to get into culinary corporate chefs like executive. absolutely yeah. yeah you know it's it, food it, service it, kinds it of blows, mm-hmm. i don't say it blows me away but it, it makes me happy that a long time not even a long time ago night when i was you know in high school you were in high school in the late 90s mm-hmm. if you want to be a chef no one knew how it's like there's a guy in a white coat with a french accent and a huge hat uh-huh. yeah. and yeah, i don't yeah, know how yeah. to get to there right. and yeah. then the food network blew up and then we saw emerald and it kind of demystified mm-hmm. how people got yeah. to the culinary arts mm-hmm. it kind of made it it brought it in and yeah. say what you will the Food Network, but it brought it into your homes and said, no, I can do this. I, yeah. I, anyone can now, do this. Yeah. Now, these yeah. these young people come in and they do the chef shadows. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that you're back in business because of the pandemic being over, yeah. you can bring them back. I went to the last one. And um, what do they do after that? Because you've got like a couple of degrees in pastry, associate of science. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the career paths that they can take with Solomon. So there's an associates of culinary arts, and there's also an associates of baking and pastry. But we can go all the way up to a master's. You can get your MBA with or us. hospitality. We, yeah, yeah. You can and go. Uh, we have we have doctorates. I mean, we really cover. We cover the, the we whole cover thing. It all. Yeah, the whole thing. And, and so there's like a couple, and then there's a some kind of, uh, I read a certificate of There some? is, yeah. If you just want the cooking classes and you don't want the foundation like for like an, an actual person. degree. Yeah. Um, and which, that's that's who I gen- generally point that towards. Yeah. It's like uh, people later in life that are just like, I just want to learn how to cook. There's a six-month certificate. It's nothing but the, the, yeah. the culinary it, labs. Well, that could be popular. That's a pretty cool thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, when I went to culinary school, there was one other person, and he was a dot-com millionaire. Wow. You know, he's done, retired, sold his company. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, I'm just here to learn to yeah, cook for myself for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. I, was like, I, don't, I don't have to work anymore. I'm like, that's awesome. I yeah. run into that a lot, <laughs> and mostly at college fairs because uh, – when the parents are with the students walking yeah. around, and they're like, okay, well, he, he's not interested, but I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like, All right, well, let's yeah. talk. What if you want to have the, uh, well, if the sorority job is taken, the second best job would be, have you guys ever seen the show Below Deck, where the, you, know, you cook on the fancy yacht? Oh. These yachts have their own oh, private yeah. chef oh, crews, yeah. and they just, like, travel the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Like you saying, there's a lot of yeah, ways fun, to cook without yes. working Yeah, well, even on the big boats, I mean, on cruise liners. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Disney will pull you Disney. out of school. Mm-hmm. 
and take you right on a boat ride as quick as you want. Oh, and we at Sullivan so still have a great relationship with Disney. Yeah. We will send them for our externships all the time if the student really? wants to go down there. Yeah, yeah well, your culinary, culinary school is like in the top ten. Oh, yeah. Nationally. Yeah. This is pretty mm-hmm. awesome, guys, right here. Yeah. It's yeah, really a brother right for fair. I mean, I've, I've talked to other chefs in other regions right now, and it's a real struggle having, having Sullivan pumping out talented young chefs yeah. to you know <laughs> one you can it the whole town tastes better and i'll then, tell you that right now yeah. i mean and 15 then, years ago this was a corporate wasteland really chef, now, now chef, we have right. now we have stuff and yeah. chef wants to hire every one of them mm-hmm. <laughs> yes is that yeah. everyone you run into does everyone at every chef you run into go hey do you have any names you know anyone you can throw absolutely them up? <laughs> uh-huh it's still like that weren't we just talking about that we, we were, were we were just that. talking about it right before we came in here uh you know anybody for this? Oh, that's funny. So uh, I got a, kind of a serious note to this, you know, because uh, our industry got a pretty bad rap past few years mm-hmm. in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, what we can provide and what we do and how it is for employees and people coming into the industry. And I find that when I'm talking to, there's a lot of interest in coming in. People are really, you know, young people are desiring to do this. But the the days of the way Derek and I did it are, are pretty much gone. And I don't know about you, Derek, looking at the curriculum and the way it's changing, things are going to more automation in some senses. Some uh-huh. of the old school 12-hour demi-gloss, yeah. you know, stock producing kitchens are, are not really feasible anymore because yeah. people don't want to work that much. No. But there are ways to balance this out, right, and, and mm. have a draw towards a kitchen. Yeah, you're not you're not going to see people staging anymore, probably <laughs> yes. not around here. Right, that would be a four or five day n- unpaid work week, really, just to try you out to see if you can hang in the mm-hmm. kitchen, and mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. not really the case anymore. You also yeah. see that in general, internships are mm-hmm. it used to be oh come here work for free for a while we'll call you an intern, mm-hmm. and the government kind of said no you you, you can't you do that can't that's anymore. not mm-hmm. really uh-huh. that you know so now you see more paid intern like externships yeah. more paid internships and like you still get experience but you're also making a little money on this you know yeah. while you're doing it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah do you miss being a chef uh do you no. miss it? do you cook I, do you I, cook I, uh, I um and I say that I love cooking and I get to cook every day so I'm still a chef yeah I'm just a uh, I'm a chef that gets to talk to students. You mean you like I go in? That's that's the process. You go in and you go cook in with them. And, and what, what do you I do? I do a cooking demo, and I will walk them through what I'm doing and why I'm okay. doing it. And I, I pepper in Sullivan facts throughout. And then I am like, who's interested? And I get a bunch of names, and I take them back. Yeah. And how many? We enroll them. How many wow. young people? And what's your region cover? Yeah. I am covering all of Eastern Kentucky, dipping into West Virginia. Um, and I've I've been up north to Ohio, and mm-hmm. I might go down to Tennessee. I'm gonna I'm gonna go as Take far as on. I can. Yeah. They didn't say you can't go there, so it so kind of yeah. just let me loose. Is one of the main I don't say selling points, but it's one of the main uh, benefits of it that if you're in high school and you want to be a chef, you want to get into cooking. If you, if you go to college, nothing wrong with college, but you're talking about a four year dedicated, and you're going to mm-hmm. do a lot of things that don't have anything to do with what you do. Yeah, not you, in our program, right? Sullivan, mm-hmm. you can you can enroll today, and you can be six months, twelve months, eighteen mm-hmm. months. You can be in the workforce, right? Oh yeah, you can have an associate's degree in eighteen months, and so. That's, yeah, that's, that's great. Quick. That's quick. A bachelor's degree as little as three years. Yeah. That's a good that's thing to whole cl- year clarify because when I was going in, the the one contention I my family had was this wasn't like a degree. But, mm. you know, 
Sullivan is a university, and mm-hmm. you know these are associates degrees, and they do have curriculum. You know, the, your core your core curriculum is still there. It's just you mm-hmm. you and, major in culinary. And chef, I know uh, you you went to culinary school, but then you went on to UK to get a hospitality degree, right? So I, you I can do. do that at Sullivan. Mm-hmm. They have the hospitality, which adds on to the culinary education, right? Correct. Um, I believe at the time, you know, I had an associate's in culinary, so I was going for a bachelor's degree. And, you know, a lot of things transferred. It didn't make it, you know, it was a pretty cut and dry process, mm-hmm. as anybody's path would be from going associate's to bachelor's. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But, no, I didn't do the culinary bachelor. I did hospitality management with business minor. But, you know, that just kind of added to the culinary. So there's – yeah. and Sullivan has all of these paths. Yeah, they Absolutely. do. We've got about a minute and a half. But let me ask you, what – other than the actual cooking part of it? Because, you know, being – if you're a, a, a chef, a sous chef, cooking is your life. But for, like, Jeremy – you run the restaurant. It's your restaurant, guys. You have to run every. So other than the actual cooking part, what, what can the students pick up at Sullivan that would help them in their cooking career? Oh, how to not lose their shirt running a business. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Food and beverage. Number Cost one. control <laughs> and menu pricing and all that. I'm sure. The important stuff you can't really learn just no. by cooking. No. Cooking no, is exactly. the easy part. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure part. Chef can tell you that uh, he's a an electrician sometimes and an HVAC guy. I yeah. mean, you own that building. I you have need both to hands in a toilet to, this morning. Yeah. Uh huh. Fixing that. You're a plumber. You know, a, yeah. And then he washed them. He washed. Oh them. yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part of being a. But you, homeowner, any, business owner, whatever. Any mm-hmm. business. I mean, when you're in yeah. any business, the one thing, you might be a great plumber, but if you don't know how to run a business, mm-hmm. it business is not going to work. It's like that with yeah. with cooking, with restaurants, with yeah. anything. You have yeah, to learn more. It's so more. competitive Absolutely. now. Yeah, they set you up for success. Yeah, yeah. How to <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Why people do anything they do. They, they really cover their bases. Yeah. I was so well equipped after I left there, Those, and I knew every chef in town, so... I agree. That's that's the, the connections are golden, mm-hmm. and um, you know the, you come out with such a solid foundation. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you are light years ahead of anybody off the street, or even what you know. There's guys out there with 10, 15 years experience that are probably thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to culinary school. You're going to come out like on par with 10 to 15 levels of yeah. experience. Now mm-hmm. you have to learn to execute on a line, but the knowledge levels there. Well, oh, part yeah. of it when yeah, you're looking to hire sure. someone, if they have no experience at all you don't really have the time to train them, right? I mean, in very rare instances, can you spend a lot of time? You take advantage. I mean, I've worked with Sullivan guys so long I take for granted what they know. If I say, hey, you know, I need a Burr Blanc and go get some shiitake mushrooms, Mm -hmm. well, you know, they're reducing white wine and shallots, you know, and next thing you know, they're – they get the shiitake mushrooms. Other guys are like, what's yeah. a shiitake mushroom? <laughs> yeah. And then what do you say, bro? <laughs> uh, tell people how to get in contact. If they're interested in the program or they you know, they just want to know more, get more information, how do people uh, find you and find Sullivan? Yeah, so to find Sullivan, just sullivan.edu online. To contact me, and please do if you're interested, it's d-c-a-r-t-y at sullivan.edu. And right. reach out to a young person, not and, necessarily a young person, just curious. And, and how many people do you accept into a Chef Shadow? I believe it's 25. Okay. Yeah, around 99% there. 99% sure. <laughs> yeah, ish. <laughs> just because it's my job to know these things doesn't mean I do. <laughs> Don't have to be math. Uh, Derek Cardi of Sullivan oh, University. Great to see uh, you. Thank you so much. Great talking yeah. to you again. Yeah, Thanks thank for having you. me. You're very welcome. Back in a moment. Food News and Shoes Radio.